Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode we're talking about Alien Attack Victim Speaks. That's correct, Alien Attack Victim Speaks. Now we're following up on the story that happened down in Peru, of course, uh, over the last several months. We've talked about how Timothy Albrino went down there. Uh, some other people have talked to, these, talked to these folks. The story is is that the villagers claim, of course, as you probably know, that they're being harassed and even attacked by these strange seven-foot-tall aliens that are levitating around on what they uh, think are jetpacks. And they've had some pictures come forward, very strange things, uh, very weird things happening. Now, they called the authorities down. The authorities had a quick look around. This place is in the middle of the jungle down there in Peru. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. And the authorities come back with this cockamamie idea that this must be Brazilian and Colombian uh, gold uh, miners, illegal gold miners, and that, you know, it was just so convenient to sneak in these jetpacks in order to terrorize these poor villagers. That's what they did. Normally, it seems like in South America, when people get terrorized, it's with machine guns and machetes. But I guess these guys decided to be creative. Now, some more stuff has actually come forward. And I can see in this story, this is... It's a great story on a lot of levels because it shows us how these things are handled. Now, because of the Internet and people even in the jungle having access to cell phones, it's, it's amazing. Because of that, the story did get out. Now, immediately a couple of parallel narratives begin with this. The first parallel narrative being that uh, uh, that of the, the face peeler, this idea that there was this cryptid or demonic uh, entity that the locals believed in that would uh, peel your face off. And we talked about that uh, blog post from a guy from a few years ago, how he met villagers down there because he was Caucasian. They thought maybe he was the face peeler. And so a lot of these stories, when they come out, they uh, combine this native legend, kind of like a skinwalker here, you say, and they, they tie this into this whole UFO story. So you immediately have a parallel narrative going, well, it's just a bunch of confused natives, very simple people. It's quite easy to understand how these, you know, poor dumb people would think this was a ghost doing this. Now, that's nonsense. Uh, for, for one thing, it's just not cool. These people aren't any dumber than anybody else. They happen to live in a very remote area. And I dare say that if most of us were put in that area, we probably wouldn't survive a week without help. So it's not that they're less intelligent than us. It's not that they're less sophisticated than us. They have a different culture than us, but their culture fits the place where they live at, helps them to survive. So uh, if they have some stories to go along with that, just because people here have the story of Santa Claus for kids, doesn't mean that uh, we are not a logical, thoughtful, thinking people. These people uh, have to use common sense every day to survive. Just think about that. They're living off the land down there in large part. Now, sure, they've got some rice and beans and stuff, but they're in a very remote area, a place where you could get, you know, uh, bitten by snakes, attacked by wildlife, whatever, and they got to catch your food every day. So to just write these people off as simpletons, it, it's it's really just... Uh, just such a just just such a, a bad thing to do on the surface. But I've seen so much of that in these news articles. Now the second parallel narrative was started by the government themselves. They said, well, these were a bunch of gold miners that come in there illegally. They're trying to mine the gold, and you know they're using these jetpacks to scare these people. Look, it would be so much work to try to drag these jetpacks in there. And how are you going to recharge them? You'd be able to hear. They'd have to have a camp somewhere. 
To date, I don't know of any camp around there that they found where people were illegally gold mining. And if they are, then the government's not doing their job. Now, in this article, we'll see that they've made a couple of arrests and it looks like they had to let people go. But the government seems to be desperately trying to push this uh, parallel narrative, and in my opinion, very false narrative, that these are these seven-foot-tall aliens, these non-human entities, you could say, uh, are actually just gold miners from Brazil and Colombia. I don't know how many seven-foot-tall uh, gold miners we have running around there, but seven-foot's pretty tall. So right from the beginning of this very fascinating story, very disturbing story, we have the individuals that reported it. They tried to deperson them, and then they developed two parallel narratives, one that kind of goes along uh, it exploits a ancient legend of theirs, and another one that uh, tries to exploit the gullibility of the gullibility of people outside the country. Very interesting. But nobody really wants to talk to the locals and find out exactly what's going on. Now, uh, to his credit, Tim Alberino went down there, and uh, apparently they had some training in firearms, which they have firearms, and he brought him down some. It looks like some groceries, some beans and rice, and that sort of thing. So far, he's the only one that I know that's went down there and said, well, you guys are being terrorized by these things. You're having problems getting the food out of your gardens. Uh, so it's caused a food issue for you. So let me bring some food down and to help you get through this hard time and we'll figure out what's going on. And then he did a pretty good article on it. He's very non-judgmental. Uh, I think he came down on the side of he didn't think it was aliens. He didn't know what it was, but he wanted to help. He wanted to help them protect themselves, and he wanted to uh, bring them some food down to help uh, give them a little bit of relief in that regard, which I thought was very cool. So we'll go ahead and look at this article here. That's most recent thing. It just came out December 16th uh, from the DailyMail.co.uk. It says, Girl 15 in Peru who was kidnapped by a gang of seven-foot-tall aliens shares traumatic experience and then it says local teen girl says alien jetpack attackers spread a burning cream on her face prosecutors believe the seven foot aliens are illegal colombian gold mining cartel police arrested but then released two implicated in this illegal gold mining and then uh it has some other stuff here it says a peruvian girl no, the article is written by matthew uh, phelan senior science reporter for dailymail.com uh, December 16, 2023. A Peruvian girl who was nearly kidnapped by what witnesses described as a gang of seven-foot aliens has reviewed new details from her traumatic experience. Now, we've talked about this girl before, but it's something that sounds like they finally got someone down there that could really talk to her and you know find out from her what was going on. Earlier this year, DailyMail.com reported how residents of a Peruvian village known as the Hikido tribe had been living in fear after a spate of attacks by towering creatures, the story made international headlines and became even more bizarre when Peru's National Prosecutor's Office said gold mining gangs had staged the attacks to terrorize local residents and keep them indoors while they raided the gold-rich jungle in which their village is located. Yeah, because there's just gold laying around all over the place down there. Look, if there was that much gold around, these people would have found it. They're not stupid. They know what gold was. And if it was that easy to get to, they've already gotten to it and bought lots of cool stuff. That's what people do. So when they came up with this with this silly story, people were like, well, that makes less sense than the fact that these could be aliens. One of their victims, 15-year-old Talia, has now told documentarians that she was attacked by two masked figures clad in black body armor. 
think it's important that we realize that they're translating this from Spanish to English and it could be a little bit lost in the translation. I'm afraid people will think that that they're just going to automatically assume she's saying these things were humans dressed in this body armor. And I don't think that's exactly what she was saying at all. It says, the 15-year-old Peruvian girl, it has a picture over here, uh, who was nearly kidnapped by what witnesses described as a band of seven-foot-tall alien attackers with jetpacks, has now revealed new details from her traumatic experience. For starters, the aliens inject an unidentified cream into her nostrils. So what in the world these things are doing? Maybe they're just trying to experiment people. Maybe these are just the type of non-human entity that uh, Tucker Carlson and Tom DeLong were talking about, that they're just that they're just nasty to the bone, that they want to hurt this little girl. She says, the teen whose first name is Talila, but whose last name has been withheld to protect her privacy, described her attempted kidnapper's mask as having green eyes. Their jetpacks, she said, had platforms activated by a button on their boots, as she explained above. And then she shows how they reach down and they touch this button on their boot in order to uh, come up off the ground. Now, I have to go on a limb here. These things are so weird. You have to wonder sometimes if these if these entities, whatever they are, are simply trying to uh, assume a certain shape, assume a certain action, that this isn't their natural environment. So they're probably interdimensional. And so when they come into our dimension, they maybe just pick up whatever thing they think will, will fly, whatever will pass. So this whole thing could just be an act for this non-human entity. This thing that is so advanced that some people might even say it's spiritual because we can't understand the physics of it, okay? It's just just a thought. Now, it's got a picture of this girl, and to me, this is really sleazy. They took this kid, not not because of anything the kid's you know wearing or anything. They took this kid, and they got her holding a cell phone, and they got a picture of a guy on a jetpack, and she's staring there kind of blankly looking into the camera. This is obviously a staged photo. It's not of the thing that attacked her. And they could say, well, we're trying to give people an idea of what it looks like. Hey, we all know what a jetpack looks like. And the description of the jetpack is really not what the peop people are describing. To me, they're describing a seven-foot-tall creature that's riding around on a platform, dressed in some kind of body armor. It's got a slit where the uh, eyes are at, and they see these green beams of light coming out, or these green eyes. And it's a lot less like a... It's a lot less like a man wearing a jetpack suit than it is some kind of very strange, uh, very uh, threatening alien. Now, it says in the picture uh, caption, local Peruvian prosecutors are still investigating the case and suspect that criminal gold mining cartels began using jetpacks to prospect for gold deeper into Peru's Alto Nani jungle. Above, Talila shows a jetpack similar to what she and others saw during her alien attack. Like I said, that is very, very sketchy reporting because they're taking their idea of what these things looked at, bringing up a picture on a cell phone, and then telling the girl, here, hold it. That's, that's not good reporting. Good reporting would be to have her draw a sketch, have her uh, in her own a recording of her voice, describing this thing exactly how she saw it, working with, uh, say, a sketch artist to uh, bring out a real illustration of this. What they did there was, to me, just another way to push this false narrative that these are coal, these are gold miners 
uh, wearing jetpacks. She says, my eye felt bad. It felt cloudy. My face felt like it was swelling. The 15-year-old said of the nightmarish experience in her new interview, I couldn't feel my face. She said her high-tech assailants had injected an unidentified cream and powder mixture into her nostrils. The alleged attackers then spread the same unidentified mixture over her face. The teen described her attempted kidnappers' mask as having green eyes. Their jetpack, she said, had platforms activated by a button on their boots. This sounds to me like it could be an attempted alien abduction. Uh, And maybe uh, you almost wonder if if, uh, the stuff they're using here is not... not, uh, modified to uh, work on certain people with certain genetics. You know, David Pilates talks about a lot of the missing people uh, in the parks and stuff have uh, Germanic ancestry. Maybe that's uh, the gene profile they're looking for. Uh, maybe uh, the stuff that they were using on this girl didn't work for somebody with this, you know, native profile from South America. I, I kind of wonder. And maybe they're broadening their net a little bit. I mean, we know they've mutilated cattle. They don't tend to mutilate humans too often. We know that it seems like uh, a majority of the people that have been abducted appear to be Caucasian. Is that just because the, they're the ones that are closest to us? Or, or is there something that they're using out of certain races during this whole, you know, what we've been told is a, a uh, some kind of gene splicing or human-alien uh, hybrid going on? I mean, I don't know. It says the teen described her attempted kidnapper's mask as having green eyes. Their jet, their jetpacks, she said, had platforms activated by a button on their boots. Two Colombians were detained in connection with illegal gold mining this November, only to be released upon orders of a local judge ten days later. Yeah, it sounds like they went out and just grabbed a couple people, and the case didn't hold up. This past summer, members of Peru's small Ikudu population compared their airborne attackers to green goblins and local superstitions about Las, Pel- Las Pelicaras, the face peelers, with local leaders describing these armored and floating menaces as impervious to bullets. These gentlemen are aliens, as one Ikudu leader, Jairo Retagla Avia, told local broadcaster radio program De La Perua RPP last August. And it's got some more pictures here. But the Peruvian government prosecutor now investigating the case, Carlos Castro Cantila, speculated publicly that the terror attacks had a more terrestrial region. So yeah, the guy that's not even down there that hasn't seen these things, it probably hasn't talked to any of these people personally. He's the one that wants to get the parallel narrative going. They would be using state-of-the-art technology such as thrusters that allow people to fly, Quintella told RPP, as he put forward his operating theory that illegal gold miners armed with jetpacks are responsible for the attacks. This is just fantasy thinking. Find me one other case where jetpacks are being used to illegally mine gold. Okay, he's not telling you these things cost you know tens of thousands of dollars, maybe a half a million. Who knows? They got to bring the fuel in from somewhere. They got to carry these heavy things in from somewhere. This remote location makes it pretty much impossible that anybody would be down there with multiple jetpacks. It'd be hard enough to bring one down. Talia and her local community are nestled in the dense jungle of rural Alto Nene where gold has deposited itself like silt along the riverbeds of the Nanyue River, which flows into the Amazon. Okay, this is another stretch. It's not like you just got gold nuggets laying around the beach down there. If you did, people would have already been there and picked them up. Okay, mining this gold is hard work. It's intensely destructive to the environment. And if it was easy, these people would have already done it. 
According to Peru's Financial Intelligence Unit, La Unidad de Inteligencia Financiera, or UIF, illicit gold mining has become more profitable for the region's storied drug cartels than drug trafficking itself. I doubt that, because if it was, they would no longer be bringing drugs into the United States. They'd be mining gold full-time. Their practice netted $8.2 billion for those criminal groups from 2013 to 2023, compared to just $640 million from drug trafficking, according to a UIF, UIF report. They don't know that. That's just that's complete that's that's complete nonsense, because the very fact that it's illegal means that they don't know how much they're moving in. They can estimate, but just to throw these numbers out here, and look what they're doing to you. They're lying to you straight faced so that they can push a parallel narrative. They're more worried that you might realize that there is some sort of vicious non-human entity, a gang of them down there in Peru in this jungle terrorizing the people. The more they're more afraid that you would learn that this could be a, a reality than they are about dealing with drug trafficking and illegal gold mining. It's crazy. Talia's new interview given to the newly formed paranormal focused documentary group 5MeO Productions adds further weight to the prosecutor's notions that her attempted kidnappers were human after all. This is another lie being told here by the person writing this article. They're just throwing stuff up against the wall and see if it'll stick. I went back to our garden to pick tangerines, Talia told the MEO crew from her family's porch. And while I was picking tangerines so I could make myself a drink, that's when I felt dry leaves blowing all around me. As Talia turned around to determine the cause of the blowing leaves, she saw, in her words, translated from Spanish, a very tall man behind me, whom she believes was a gringo, a white man. Look, it's a white guy. They're in an area where there are no white people, so it's only natural. She, she would see this alien as being the other, the other thing. When I tried to run, he grabbed me from back here, Talia continued, gesturing to the back of her neck, as he turned me around and covered my mouth. Yeah, because there's so many white people running around the rainforest down there amongst the natives. Seems pretty common. The attempted kidnapping, which occurred approximately between 6 p.m. and 6.30 local time on July 29th of this year, was witnessed by neighbors and Talia's family. One witness, a local school teacher named Christian Kayla Pacaya, told RPP notices that the multiple residents saw the armored attackers, not one white guy, armored attackers, were flying with propellers and high-tech and high-tech equipment. So now they're saying they have propellers. Always in these things, different people seem to see different things. All he knew is these things were flying. His my my opinion would be well, his mind's playing some tricks on him. He's seeing this NHI, this non-human entity, flying, and in his mind, the only way it could fly is if it had propellers. So in his mind, yeah, propellers. We have investigated what suit those men would be using to get to those places. Pacaya, who works in nearby Santiago de Parra community, told RAPVP. As Talia recalled in her new interview, her second would-be alien kidnapper appeared as a light rising behind her. Now, when she tries to, when she's able to speak in specific language to show that this wasn't some white guy down there randomly attacking people in the jungle, they put the words in quotations, alien in quotations, a light in quotations, as if to say, well, this poor dumb girl doesn't know what she's talking about. This is a clear case of shape-shifting. She sees a light rising behind her, turns around, and it's this entity dressed, shaped like a man, dressed in this, um, what she describes as body armor, with these green eyes that she sees coming out at her. A light lifts into the air, and I see it coming towards me, 
and lands in front of me, she told the five Mio team. So she sees an orb, apparently. Comes flying around, lands right in front of her. The second of these two men, or humanoid-like beings in body armor, Taylor said, grabbed both my legs and started dragging me away. Although the motives of her attack were not clear, Talia believes they were attempting to activate their jetpacks like a device via what was looked like a button on the inner side of their leg near their calf muscle on something that was like a boot. At the time they were dragging me, they were touching this part right here, she said. At the same time they would elevate, they pressed something here. Talila described their body armor as a vest that was very hard, a mask made of a hard material that may have been metal with two straps in the back, and the black metal boots that fit into a circular wheel-like pattern that helped them fly. Their eyes were a green color, she said of their mask. As they were dragging me away, I was able to move with more strength, Talila said. They dropped me, and I fell to the ground. When I fell, they pinned me to the ground, she continued. That's when he asked him for cream. According to the 15-year-old, this was when the taller of her two mask attackers picked a cream and powder mixture together in his hand and then used something like a syringe to inject the substance into each of her nostrils. The next tall alien, and they put this in quotes again, attacker began to spread the same substance across her face. After he did both sides, she told the MEO crew, I felt it was burning me. The herring ordeal reached a climax as one of her attackers took out what she described as a little stick with a retractable point and tried to cut her neck. It made a sound, but I couldn't feel anything. I could hear it, Talila said. My own skin made a sound. Later news reports stated that Talila sustained cuts to her neck and other injuries during the kidnapping attempt. The documentary group 5MeO posted photos of hospital records in an effort to confirm aspects of the story from Talila and her family. And then it's got some, it's got a, uh, looks like a intake maybe a, from, from a hospital visit or, or a clinic somewhere that she was at. It's got a little video of her. It's pretty cool. It says when they took me to see when they took me to the Santa Monica Maria District Hospital, they gave me a referral to go see a psychologist, Talia said, of a traumatic experience. There you go. You're nuts. Go see, a, go see a psych ward. What happened to me is a very sad thing, she said, in the month of July when we were going through a crisis because of strange men that came to our community. Ultimately, Talila managed to escape the kidnappers during the struggle by nearly revealing the identity of the taller so-called alien. When I tried to lift up the mask, that's when he let go of me, she said, so he could lower his head. That's when I'd been screaming. The taller one spoke like a gringo, she recalled, of the taller attacker's Spanish skills. He didn't speak well. He didn't say the words correctly. The shorter of the two attackers spoke a more fluent Peruvian dialect, she said. When everyone, my brothers, the neighbors, came to see me, that's when my brother saw my cousin's garden, how they flew away, Talila said. As her community responded to her cries for help, she said they witnessed the masked each stand on a thing that was like a wheel, pressed a button on their boots, and made their escape. They used their hands to balance, she said. I could hear, but I couldn't see. I was burning from what they put on me. I was in tears. As Talia described her fight to remove her from the kidnappers, I could hear, but I couldn't see. It was burning from what they put on me. I was in tears. As Talila described the fight to remove her from the kidnappers, one of whom was still clutching her by the hair. When my sister picked me up, a white phlegm came out of my nose, she said. 
Yeah, it sounds like a really confused, strange thing. So these things are attacking her, trying to carry her off. And it sounds like half the village was sitting there watching her. But nobody really did anything until uh, the first two of them flew off. And it's got a picture here of, uh, of uh, uh, Timothy uh, Alberino. Uh, he went down there, like I said. I think he's lived in that area uh, before, maybe. seems like I think he speaks Spanish fluently. And he does a lot of stuff with UFOs and aliens. Uh, yeah, it talks a little bit what he says here. He says, although I cannot say for certain who the face peeler perpetrators are in Peru, I can confirm unequivocally that the phenomena is real and ongoing. My hypothesis is that they are nefarious humans with reverse engineered tech and possibly working with a non-human faction. So I think what he's trying to say is there that he thinks these things are working with some sort of deep state connection, some sort of, you know, whoever's been, whoever's been, tracking these things. I don't know. I think that's probably a little more complicated. I kind of go for the easiest explanation. The easiest explanation for me is just what these people said. There's something down there in that village these things want. Maybe they just feed off the psychic energy of causing fear to people. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, some kind of, a, you know, X marks the spot thing where this is just the right place, right time, uh, right dimension. But clearly these things are not human from what I can see. It would just take an unimaginable amount of work for a bunch of illegal gold miners to uh, drag down jetpacks uh, to terrorize the villagers. If they wanted to terrorize the villagers, they could simply walk in with machetes and machine guns, and that would probably take care of it. And I also find it interesting how much work the government has gone to to push this parallel narrative. They're not interested in solving this. Uh, situation with these non-human entities. So I think as these things become more and more uh, prevalent, these reports become uh, more reported, as people begin talking about them, I can see our own government and governments everywhere going into this uh, lockdown mode where they just completely deny the facts. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.